I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. She makes me lie down in green pastures. She leads me beside still waters. She restores my soul. She leads me in the right paths for her name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Isaiah chapter 22, verses 8 through 14. He has taken away the covering of Judah. On that day, you looked to the weapons of the house of the forest, and you saw that there were many breaches in the city of David, and you collected the waters of the lower pool. You counted the houses of Jerusalem, and you broke down the houses to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to him who did it, or have regard for him who planned it long ago. In that day the Lord God of hosts called called to weeping and mourning, to baldness and putting on sackcloth. But instead there was joy and festivity, killing oxen and slaughtering sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. The Lord of hosts has revealed himself in my ears. Surely this, this iniquity will not be forgiven until you die, says the Lord God of hosts. James chapter 4, verses 4 through 10. Adulterers, do you not know what friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is for nothing that the scripture says, God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives us all the more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into dejection. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Good morning and welcome to the 19th Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 23, Isaiah 22, and James 4. And there is uh, a really clear theme that even gets tied into the psalm. Um, And I don't know exactly what to make of it, other than that it it happens. Um, In the Isaiah reading, um, there's this kind of 
condemnation or, or you know, criticism. And the author says, um, in that day, God called for weeping and mourning or, and baldness and putting on sackcloth, which are also um, other forms of penance and grief. But instead there was joy and festivity and everybody was saying, well, screw it, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Um, and the, um, and then the, the finally in James, um, <clears throat> he calls people to lament and mourn and weep, turn your, uh, and for turning our laughter into mourning and joy into dejection. Um, and then there's the line again about humility, which I think we had yesterday as well. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Um, and what immediately jumped to my mind was uh, in combat when you know, you know, tomorrow you're going into battle and, you know, if it doesn't look good for us, I, uh, there's one, the Battle of um, uh, Battle of Baton Rouge in Samara in October of 2004. Um it was the only, it was the, it stood out to me because we'd made plans in advance. It was a whole like deal. It was very conventional warfare like. And so we had an H hour. And, you know, there's all these things you do prior to that. And the, um, <clears throat> the, the feeling around the, 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 oh my goodness, the lineup of cars staging area um, was pretty somber and, and kind of like it was like this bored, scared feeling because we kept getting put off. Um, but I know of other units um, and other stories of like when you know you're going to battle, you just you know kind of throw caution in the wind and and you kind of have a good time. And these readings um, are a caution against that, and they're contextualized there's a reason that isaiah is saying this to a certain readership and james i don't think it just means you know in general or if you're going into combat like instead of rejoicing weep and mourn and lament um but there's this you know kind of confusion when um uh when there's so what is going on is so significant sometimes we don't really know what to do. And so we do what feels good, maybe, which is partying. Uh, makes me think of when I was a kid and, and when I see uh, my four-year-old, um, when there's something exciting, she kind of like, it's just this uh, ineffable emotion. You know, she squeals or she, if she's angry, she grunts. There's just so much of something that you don't know what to do with it. And so you do something that doesn't make any sense. Um, and, uh, I remember times like that when I was a kid too, where I got invited to a party and I was just like jumping around the house, um, almost like frantic. I, I, I don't know, it was an odd memory. Um, but when I think that happens when, you know, when we're young, we don't know how to process our emotions as well. They're new to us and, um, we just kind of do what comes, you know, pops into our head. But in, in combat and war, we're typically adults. Uh, but there's still these moments with overwhelming moral significance or emotional significance. Like, am I going to get shot? Uh, you know, am I going to have to jump on a grenade? Um, is my friend going to get shot? Um, and, you know, will I stand up to the task? You know, will I walk away 
um, uh, with reason to be, to feel worse about myself or reason to feel better. Like, am I going to jump on a grenade and save people even if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disabled. Um, and so I think that to me helps me understand, you know, this reading this morning, um, that, you know, Israel, they, they think they're going to die. And so their instinct is to just kind of go out with a bang. Um, <clears throat> even though God called for mourning and weeping, um, there's just something, there's, it's too much. You know, it's, it's this overwhelming emotional uh, reality that we don't know how to deal with. And so we do, uh, like I said, what feels good. Um, and I mean, the flip side of that is I think once you've acquired some time in the military and in combat, um, I mean, the danger is you become jaded, but it's also um, you uh, have the tools, um, the emotional and spiritual tools to weather the the significance of moments, emotional and spiritual significance of moments. Um, and so, the you know, war is this roller coaster of emotion. Um, and when we get out, when we become veterans. Um, we might be accused of being stoic, of being cold, but there might, that might also be, you know, an acquired habit of, um, just remaining calm through the storm that you're just going to kind of, you know, withhold your emotions somewhat until you know what it is that, you know, you're facing until you know what it is that God is calling for in that moment. And it may be mourning and weeping and it may be, um, joy and, exaltation, I suppose. Um, but I think uh, that's one of the strengths. I, I think it's a strength. Um, the, you know, when you're faced with something like war, um, your emotional capacity widens. You know, you see and experience much higher highs and much lower lows than, you know, the average American. Um, and it's the duration of those highs and lows and the extremity of those highs and lows um, that I think weathers us, chastens us, sharpens us. Um, and so I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's something that we can uh, uh, consider a gift and a skill. Um, but like any skill, it can be misused. Um, we might forget or be slow to emotions that we that are perfectly appropriate, like joy and happiness um you know if we're if we don't want to kind of get thrown into the deepest depression we may also be hesitant to kind of throw our hands up in excitement at something that that uh deserves it you know like the birth of a child or something um so um i'm, I'm sorry for posting late this morning um it's challenging but it's uh, challenging being in a place outside our home, but I think we're doing well, and I appreciate your continued prayers for uh, the situation with our family that I asked for prayer, I don't know, some weeks ago. Um, if you have a prayer request, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me online just about anywhere. Um, and let me know if you'd like me to share your prayers anonymously or if you uh, don't mind your name being mentioned. Uh, the... Um, the prayers I share at the end are mostly prepared. Um, I am happy to, um, you know, write one out or, or, or compose one in response to your prayer request. Um, I mostly do the BCP stuff because 
it's just so much transition right now and all my books are now i know where they are but um they're back in the house with lead um so uh thank you again for listening uh it's been uh, a wonderful week and i i hope you continue to join me every morning uh, uh and we're actually toward the end of ordinary time we're coming up on advent soon so Prayer for a person in trouble or bereavement from the Book of Common Prayer. Merciful God, who has taught us that in your holy word you do not willingly afflict or grieve anyone, look with pity upon the sorrows of your servants for whom our prayers are offered. Remember them, O Lord, in mercy. Nourish their souls with patience. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.